a lot of us don't believe it's going to happen or it will be worth it. Why would you show up to something every day if you do not ultimately believe it will pay off in the long run and lead you to the life that you want? So self-discipline in many ways is actually a byproduct of all these deeper things we don't think about. And more importantly, we think it's you either have it or you don't unconsciously. And it's not that way at all. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, NLU Weekly Live Podcast, week number 133, What Does Discipline Mean to You? I was on a show the other day, Alan, and this was with somebody who I'm not sure what branch of the military they were in, but they were in one of the branches, and oftentimes they have other veterans on their podcast, and we were at one point, we're talking about discipline. And I think that many of us either have a, maybe a strange relationship with discipline. Maybe we think of being disciplined in our earlier years when we were children. And today we're going to talk about it because I think a lot of people have a, a relationship that doesn't necessarily give them the opportunity to grow into the versions of themselves that they truly want to be. So let's kickstart this off. Kickstart uh, it, man. Hey, hey. Kickstart kick it. Kickstart kick it. One of my favorite topics ever. Oh, yeah. Love talking about self-discipline, discipline in general. Uh, first thing is to ask you a question, Kev. Oh, no. What What was your relationship with discipline uh, early on, early Kevin, early 20s, late 20s uh, versus now? Interesting. I would actually argue that I had maybe a, a higher level of discipline than average, I would say. And the only reason I say that is because I had experience in fitness. So I understood that you're probably not going to want to go to the gym every day, but discipline means you go do what you know is best for you in the long run. It doesn't always feel best in the moment. So I would say my, in terms of like fitness and that, I think my discipline was pretty high in terms of other things, probably not super high, but I also don't know if I understood the downside. And I also don't know if I understood how discipline crossed over from you know, fitness to relationships or fitness to saving money or fitness to fear chasing or reading, learning. I think I had a pretty low awareness of what holistic discipline looked like versus just going to the gym and tracking calories. That's what I would say. Okay. So, uh, Kev, you, you came with a quote we were masterminding before this and it's discipline, self-discipline in particular, self-discipline is what you want now versus what you want most so what you want now is uh to not work out tonight what you want most is the body of your dreams and you don't get to have both uh in john maxwell's book the 15 invaluable laws of growth one of the chapters is on the law of trade-offs and i like this book because it's the laws so Meaning there's no way to, these principles apply to everyone, no matter who you are, no matter what country you're from, no matter what background, age, all that. And essentially the law of trade-offs is you have to sacrifice 
something in order to go get something else. So, so quality time with Emilia tonight, um, hanging out with her and Tucker, we're going to sacrifice that to go to the gym instead. And the reason why is because we're taking what we want to do most now for what we want most in general later. And what you want to do in the moment is not always the same as what's best for you. We all know this intuitively. And that's why I love this topic is because it's, it's, I think I was thinking about this earlier today. Every time you see someone who has any level of success in any endeavor, usually that is the accumulation of a bunch of discipline that no one really ever saw. So, for example, a fitness show, you see someone on stage and you see them in the best shape of their life, but what you're not seeing is the three and a half months and honestly even years before that of embracing the sucky parts. Um, I remember I did a a video, Kev, after one of my fitness shows, and this was after the one I won. Mm. So I, I did three fitness shows for those of you who are new listeners. First fitness show, I came in fifth. Second fitness show, I came in first. Third fitness show, I came in fourth. And after the one that I won, which was the most miserable, quite frankly, it was awesome that I won. I really enjoyed that. But the, the prep itself was was really brutal. And after it, I, I did a video. I was by the lake. And it was the title of the video on Facebook was the darker side of fitness shows that no one talks about or something like that. And essentially what I talked about was it was awesome that I won and I really enjoyed that. And that was great. And that was a dream and it was a dream come true. But the truth of the matter is, is that the the three months leading up to that fitness show were really, 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 really difficult. And um, you saw how lean I was that day. You were there at that show and getting that lean for those of you who haven't gotten to that low of body fat percentage, it really messes with your mind a lot. It really is difficult. You're fearful of stuff. You're constantly tired. Um, you're hungry all the time. Uh, it's just miserable. It really is terrible. Genuinely. I don't, there's no part of it that's enjoyable. Um, and, and I think that that's a testament though, because you can't have the success. You can't have the victory. You can't have the six pack. I had a really nice six pack at the time. And I had to pay for that every day with self-discipline. And I know you've been there as well. And I think fitness is a good analogy because everyone out there, you know, I coach people from all over the world and everyone wants to exercise more. Everyone knows they should exercise more. Everyone knows they, they should probably, you know, stretch more often. And everyone knows they should probably eat healthier. But very few people are able to consistently do that to their own standard even. Um, and I think that one of the reasons is this misunderstanding that these people that are disciplined in those areas somehow, you know, they love that more or, or they enjoy working out more than you do, or, you know, they like vegetables more than I do or whatever. It's not really true. I think some cases maybe, but what, what's more important, I think, is they just have developed more self-discipline. I think self-discipline is a skill and I think it's something you develop and I know that I have it more now than I ever have, but not as much as I'm going to. And I, it's something that I'm focused on every single day, genuinely. Um, and I think it's important to see it as a skill that can be developed because I'm not nearly as disciplined as I can be, but I'm way more disciplined than I used to be. And I think that that's, that can be true for everybody. And hopefully that's true for everyone watching or listening. And if it's not, I would contemplate why that is. Like, have you let your self-discipline slide? Because most likely you've let your standards slide and most likely you're, you're not enjoying results that you once had. I like that frame of it's a skill because you and I have, 
I don't remember what it was, but you and I were directed to a YouTube video, and I believe the title was Discipline Doesn't Work. And while that's a catchy YouTube title and it might look good on a thumbnail, that's like saying consistency doesn't work. Like Consistency is a skill, too. Courage, really, really leaning into and elevating and evolving your courage, that's a skill, too. And really, it's interesting, why don't you think it gets looked at as a skill more often? Because even when you said that, I don't necessarily think I looked at it as a skill, but now it makes sense. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a great, I think it's the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. I think that we inherently think, oh, I'm not very self-disciplined or I procrastinate. I had a coach once, very successful, um, multimillionaire, awesome, awesome, awesome. And I remember, she, I'll never forget this. She said to me, Alan, I procrastinate all the time. I'm a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I've seen your calendar. Like, you procrastinate a lot. Now, what she eventually ended up explaining is that she procrastinates a lot of things that she doesn't want to do. And I understand what she's saying, right? But she was one of the most disciplined people I know. And she's very disciplined. I mean, you know, Ironman races and marathons. And I mean, she's on the high statistical understanding of of discipline. So she has that skill for sure. But yet she still thinks she doesn't, which by the way, I want everyone to know this. That's a common theme. People who have the most self-discipline usually don't think they're that disciplined, which is why they're constantly working on self-discipline. Mm. right it's not till they step out of their own echo chamber and go oh wow okay compared to other people yeah like totally but then there's other people by the way who think they have self-discipline in spades when in reality they just are not accurate in their thinking of what's possible i think Mm. and i've found that to be a really interesting duality but to answer your original question it, it comes down to i think people think oh okay that person has self-discipline, that person doesn't. This person is inherently lazier and this person's inherently hardworking and they don't dig into the reasons why that is. And I'll, I'll give you one more example. So uh, Brandon's coming out in a second, uh, not in a second, in 10 minutes, he's going to ask us Q&A questions from the audience. I remember I was on the phone with Brandon and I asked him, and I asked this all the time on my coaching calls. I said, when were you the most on point? Like, give me a time in your life where you were on fire. I mean, gym, working out, consistent, the most productive, fulfilled. Like, when were you awesome? Like, when were you killing it? Love that question. It's called bright spots. Look for the bright spots and then you can double down on them. He said, dude, when I was a captain of the football team, I was so on point. I, every workout, I was working hard, grinding, all the stuff. And I said, okay, all we have to do is figure out what was different. Live on a call on Zoom. Uh, we went through all the circumstances that allowed that to happen uh, on a team of people that you care about, a clear goal, win a championship, a leadership role that makes you feel accountable to the team, um, a, a sport that you do love. Doesn't mean you love every day. Practices suck. Weight training sucks, but like you still love the sport. Um, you also had someone tell you that you couldn't do it, which gave you the underdog chip on your shoulder. And you believed you could. So you had self-belief. And then on top of that, you had a, a defensive coach and an offensive coach and a head coach. So you had a bunch of coaches. So self-discipline in many ways is actually a byproduct of all these deeper things we don't think about. And more importantly, we think it's you either have it or you don't unconsciously. And it's not that way at all. It's it's more of a spectrum. You you can increase or decrease it depending on whether or not you you work on it. 
Hey guys, so I wanted to give a little bit of my experience about um, group coaching. I'm learning stuff, I'm applying the habits, and I have other people that's doing the same exact thing. One of the biggest things that I think I gained from group coaching is when I went through that month of being so sick, I was so determined that I would just try to do as much as I could. And I just couldn't wait until I felt good enough to get back to doing all of them. I've just seen so much growth in myself and I, I'm so appreciative to have the group, to have, you know, that immersive experience. And I really appreciate all that y'all do. I saw a meme recently and it was something along the lines of if you if you stay in this house in the woods, it's like in the middle of nowhere. If you stay here for six months and don't talk to another human being, you get a million dollars. Would you do it? And I like to think of that as an analogy where Number one, I feel like I could probably do that pretty easily. Stay in, <laughs> that, I don't think that would be that hard, right? But that's a good example of somebody testing their discipline. If I do blank, I will get blank. The problem with most of our goals and our quote-unquote unique version of success is number one, it's not that easily measurable. Number two, it's not that easy to like put right out in front of you. And number three, a lot of us don't, believe it's going to happen or it will be worth it. Why would you show up to something every day if you do not ultimately believe it will pay off in the long run and lead you to the life that you want? So I think a couple things. One, what your relationship, what you think about discipline, a lot of it is based on where did you learn discipline from? And this is interesting, Alan, because there are a lot of podcasts and podcasters and motivational speakers that scream at you to do this and be disciplined and blah, 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 blah. I think when it comes from that ego frequency and it's like, it's just abrasive. I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people have a negative association with discipline because it's, it's almost thrown at them as like a negative thing. Yeah. Where if you can connect the fact that and this is what helps me, if you can connect the fact that discipline can help you actually with self-love because you're pouring into yourself, you're keeping promises to yourself, you're ultimately doing what's best for you in the long run. And this is my thought on this. And I don't know why it's set up this way. I didn't set it up. But success usually, quote unquote, your own unique version of success, it usually isn't set up with the steps that you want to take. It's not like, Netflix and then bloom it that's not the way it's set up it's set up on the things that you're not doing because if you were doing the things that were necessary for you to have success you'd already have it you wouldn't have to change anything us included I'm not saying that that we're special and there we literally today talked about what are the trains that we have to start what are the whatever the, th the three things are that you created <laughs> but, but, but one of you, them yeah. is uh Tell just tell them what it is. What are the three yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. Real quick. Uh the first one is what trains do you have to stop? That's one. So anything you have to stop doing. Um what trains do you have to start? What do you have to start doing? And then yeah. never, ever, ever lose momentum. The three rules for success. Alan's three rules for They're success. simple. You think I'd be able to you I'd be able to remember them. But okay, <laughs> what's one train we have to stop? That was literally us saying there's somewhere that we are not as disciplined as we need to be to ultimately get the goal. And that's something that we're always looking at. Anytime we find ourselves slipping or we say, oh, I'm out here, Jeff, and I should be doing this, but I'm not, we're not necessarily as disciplined as we should be. And I think having the relationship with, well, this is what's best for me. I'm not beating myself up. 
I'm not limiting myself. I'm not doing this because I don't love myself because I hate myself. I'm doing this because I want to prove how much I really, really do love myself through keeping the small promises, through investing in myself, investing in my future. I think that's one of the interesting things is if somebody's yelling at you saying, hey, you're not doing enough, you suck, you're not disciplined, you need to do better, versus look, if you really, really, really want to love yourself at a deep level and you want to be proud of what you're doing, usually that's going to require you to say, well, I know I want to do this right now, I know that, but I do know that this other thing is what's best for me. And then you keep those small promises, rinse and repeat forever. And I think if you can rebuild a relationship with discipline as this is not a negative thing, this is not a constricting thing, this is something that's meant to keep me on the right path that I have decided, that you have decided, I think that's empowering instead of disempowering. Well, if you look at anyone, anyone's success in any arena, any area, Health, wealth, or love, for example. Um, I had a lot of mentors early on that were very wealthy. And if you look at their self-discipline at work in corporate America, it was very high. Mm-hmm. Or in business, it was very high. But I was a fitness model at the time, fitness coach, fitness competitor. Their fitness results were not good. And just some of them were, but some of them really weren't. And that's because they didn't have a lot of self-discipline in that area. And so, like, if you're disciplined at work and and... I remember, I'll, I'll share this story. I had a, a mentor once, very, very, very successful, um, multimillionaire, extremely successful. And uh, this was probably four years ago or so. It's middle of winter, New England. And this this person was, um, he, he was the CEO of several tech companies, or he has been, I should say. But he worked his way up. He didn't start there, right? Which is another part of the problem because even in this story, I'm talking about where he's, you know how a movie starts out with like, they already did all this stuff in the past that they don't talk about, right? Mm. Yeah, okay. So there's the narrative bias as well. But anyways, so he takes a picture uh, of his Porsche. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's winter and it's snowing. It's the middle of a snowstorm and it's 6 a.m. And this was back when I was doing the 4 a.m. wake-ups and, you know, foam rolling, going to the gym and, and power <laughs> napping it out for my second workout. The good old right? days. The good old days. And uh, he texts me and he said, this is why I'm CEO. That was the caption. And it's an empty parking lot, empty, with all snow and only his Porsche. And what he's really saying is self-discipline is how you get results. But he wasn't um, in great shape or anything like that. Because he his discipline was not, that's what we did. You know, he, he said, Alan, uh, I feel really good. At the bank, you feel really good at the beach. Let's trade, right? And that's why I was learning business from him and he was learning fitness from me. And that was a wonderful relationship. It was awesome, right? But I was more disciplined in fitness than him by far. And he was more disciplined in his business than I was by far. That's why, right? It's not It's not like a, you know, the book, The Secret, and I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole, but the real secret for anyone who is actually watching or listening to this, like the real secret is self-discipline. Not discipline, self-discipline. If you can, and we all know this intuitively, right? Think of someone who can never get themselves to do things that suck. Like they always do things that are fun and pleasurable and enjoyable. It's impossible for that person to be in ridiculously good shape because most of the things that are required in order to get into really good shape, because I've done it, really suck. 
And I think it's empowering to also admit that. I think some people think like, oh, like that person just loves veggies or that person just loves working out. It's like, yeah, they do, but that's not it, right? They, 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 maybe they enjoy working out a little more than you do. But trust me, in the beginning, I went from um, not working out for several years, letting myself go, drinking too much and too often to like working out very consistently. And I remember actually crying at the gym and leaving because I felt so bad about how far I had let myself go. And that, going back to the gym after that, takes self-discipline. I don't want to go. Mm. No part of me wanted to go. And so, yeah, like tonight, I don't want to go, but I'm gonna. And I'll actually probably take Tucker for a walk tonight. So tomorrow night I'll go. But, and and I'll share this as well. Um, I always ask Siri every night, um, how many days has it been since March 1st? Because March 1st is when you and I started the hashtag NLU Fit Pick Challenge. And I've not missed a day of 30 minutes of exercise since that day. And I think yesterday was 236. So it's always plus one because it's the day thing, extra day or whatever. So I think it's 237 days as of right now of 30 minutes of exercise a day. That means walking Tucker, going to the gym, any sort of movement for a half an hour. And it's been ridiculously difficult to sustain that, like humbling as it gets. But I've done it. But without self-discipline, that would be impossible. I have uh, many clients right now that are on streaks. One of them is doing 75 hard. Two of them are, actually. Um, one of them is doing half minute, half hour of exercise. Um, one of them is on a 75-day streak, I think. One of them is on like a 14-day streak. One of them, I want to say, is on nine. Um, another one's on like 35, I think. All of it is self-discipline because if they weren't able to get themselves, to, and I'll, I'll share this as well. The client who um, did 14 days in a row, I do bi-weekly coaching with this person and we got on the phone and I said, congratulations, like, that's huge. That's so awesome. Like you haven't missed. She sends me a progress pic every day uh, or accountability photo rather. And she's like, yeah, honestly, that sucked so much. Like I, the last thing I wanted to do some of those days was like workout, but I am glad I did. And I think that that's another piece about self-discipline to Kevin's point. It's not, we're not going to yell at you and say, you got to do it. And if you don't, you suck and all that. That's just such, it's, it's a little too much. It's, 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 maybe it's motivating for some people, but at the end of the day, the truth, the, the centered truth here is if you do want a better body, better business, better relationship, better life, health, wealth, love, like it's going to require self-discipline and you're going to have to improve your self-discipline over time. If you have level four self-discipline, I think you can only sustain level four results. This person with finance uh, had level 10 results with level 10 discipline, but his physique was level maybe three because he only had level three discipline. And, and I'm a math guy, so that's the way I think of it. And I think it's important. I think it's important to check in on this. Last thing before we bring, bring in Brandon, because we are over per the usual. Oh my God. The results you desire are hidden in the work you don't. I really, really believe that at a deep level. And there's no shortage of information on how to be successful or how to be deeper in love or how to be more productive. The information is out there, but the ability to take that information and then turn that into self-discipline, that is where the weak spot is for many people. 
So that's why we wanted to talk about this. I know it's hard. I know it's a mirror to say, am I as self-disciplined as I need to be? Are, you know, is, are Alan and Kevin being mean? Like, is this valuable? I understand. But I think it's one of the most valuable things in the world because I also know, you know, this is episode, whatever, 1130 something when it comes out. We didn't want to do that. We have to, we're going to be recording till 10 PM. I don't want to do that. I want to go eat pizza. I want to go, you know, I want to go watch Netflix, but I do know that what's best for our future is not always what's easiest in the moment. And I think that's a, that's discipline in a nutshell. Next level nation. Discipline is something we've talked about a lot today. Alan has mentioned many of his clients and how they are more disciplined than they'd ever been. I know Brandon would probably attest to that as well. I know one of the reasons I am where I am today is because of Alan's coaching. Alan still has some spots for coaching. I told him I was going to talk about it because I am somebody who has been coached by Alan for the last five and a half or 15 years, depending on whether you ask Alan or I. And I believe that (laughs) at this point, we've worked with a lot of people. I've met a lot of people. I don't know that anybody can help you at the level Alan can, because I don't think anybody could have helped me or Brandon or anybody else on the team at the level that Alan can. So if you are interested, I think his link for a free 30 minute call is in the show notes. Do it. It's worth it, I promise. And he's not going to sell you on anything. If you know us at any level, we just want to give value. If at the end of the call you say, you know what, this is something I, I think I'd find value in, you can talk about it then, but you will not be sold anything. We don't, we don't want to do that. And uh, I've never once gotten off a coaching call with someone who didn't have ego. I, I was just about to say I've never gotten off a coaching call and regretted it because I love coaching so much. Mm. Uh, and then I realized, no, there are several times that happened with people who have massive egos. So if you have an ego, don't book the call. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> but if you have humility and a sincere desire to learn or grow, I would love to meet you. Even if you never coach with me, no guilt. I love to meet the listeners. I love meeting the listeners. It helps us understand the listeners at a deeper level, which makes the show better, which makes us better. Helping you helps us. So please don't feel any guilt or shame. Please book the call. I'm not going to sell you anything. Um, I will send you an email after saying, if you are interested ever, reach out. Okay. Um, Monthly meetups. We do one every single month. The next one is on how to find your unique genius zone. If you've not been succeeding, even though you've been super consistent, if you have super... Uh, consistency and discipline and you're still not succeeding it might be because you're doing it in the wrong area based on your own unique strengths because anyone who has a strength and is consistent and sustainable for a long period of time usually if that's your genius zone what you're really uniquely suited to do in the world usually you'll have a lot of results okay so it starts uh, on november 3rd so we do them every month november 3rd it starts at 6 p.m eastern standard time we're going to help you understand your own strengths and how to double and triple down on those Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.